This week, I'm sharing a review of my first year in business, letting you into exactly what I think, what went well, and what didn't. This is Red Pants the Podcast. It's for the business curious, for those who are thinking about starting or growing a business, or those who are a bit nosy, like me. We'll talk about all the things around starting and running a business, from finance and marketing to the technology and the values we choose to embed in our businesses. And I'll be asking people what keeps them going. I'm not an expert, but I'm up for giving things a go and asking other people what they do and why. And I'm more than happy to share what I learn with you as we all make the future. Before we go any further, I have a bit of a cold, so I'm really sorry if I'm a bit snuffly or sound a bit funny this week. I always thought that when I got to completing my first year, I would feel really accomplished, that there would be some feeling that I would feel that would make me feel good and celebratory and excited and, yes, accomplished. There's so many stats on the number of businesses that fail in their first year. And so before I got to that first year, it felt like a a far off big deal. But when I got there, it just didn't feel like that. When I did, when I got to the first year mark, I had a task on my to-do list that I'd put in many months previous to find a way to celebrate. So I obeyed and I did this task because it was on my to-do list and I booked a night stay in a spa hotel. I went away with my husband and discovered it still didn't feel like a celebration. It was it was a good time. Um, I enjoyed myself, but I, I was going through the motions of celebrating, but I didn't feel it. If you're wondering if it was because this standalone achievement wasn't enough, I did too. But on reflection, there was a lot to celebrate. I'd exceeded my guesstimates of earnings and, and what I could be earning. I'd done some exciting projects. I'd booked a great retainer client. I'd done some good work that I was really proud of. And I had a fun trip away and came back to normal life with lots of new ideas and some thinking on how I might celebrate in the future and what achievements are important for me to celebrate. In year one, what did I do? Well, the overwhelming memory of the entire year is making decisions. There were so many to make choosing between all the different ways you can do something, trying to work out how I wanted to run a business, lots of thinking, lots of walking, and working out what was going to be the most important things for me to build into the fabric of the business, and lots of pushing doors, lots of different doors, to see what might open. And when they did open, I then had to decide if I wanted to step through and take those opportunities. And then there was the work, the client work, the admin behind the scenes, the invoicing, keeping records straight, emails, time management. I've not had a massive period of growth. I mean, it's only been a year. I've not employed loads of people and I've only had a handful of clients, but I've not given up. I've exceeded my own expectations. I've jumped at new opportunities. I've stretched myself. I've set goals. I've worked hard and I've been more successful than I had ever been in employed circumstances. And I've had a really solid and consistent retainer work with a couple of different clients who have paid me on time and they've paid me well. They've offered new contracts and they trust me. It's a really solid foundation and some of the projects have been pretty big. You do see other people online doing all sorts of things and it's hard not to compare and measure myself up against them. I mean, I do the same with books of autobiographies of people who have done brilliant things. But I've been learning that I need to follow my own path. 
So what did this path look like? Well, it was a needs-must sort of situation. I didn't want to go back to the way I'd been working before. I, I did a lot of thinking about the life that I wanted to create for myself, particularly thinking about freedom and happiness. And working as a freelancer and starting my own business felt like a great route towards that. And it had been something that I dreamt of for quite a long time. So when I started, I knew that I needed some really foundation things in place. I wrote a business plan. I worked through a cost structure, revenue, what my USP was, what the problem that I'd be solving in the world was. And I worked through what it could be that I was actually going to be doing in a few years time. Looking back now is, is quite wild. I had a different idea of how it would work than it actually has done. But when I reviewed my business plan at the one year mark, I realized that I actually did much more in alignment with the plan than I thought. It was more the how that looks different. And there's definitely power in writing down your plans. It seems to filter in and embed and and I end up doing some of these things even though I, I don't necessarily review it consistently. One of the earliest things I did practically was to apply for a business bank account and you need a business plan to do that. It's much more simple than many people think at first and it doesn't need to be long. It's about being logical and methodical, working through some key aspects of your business and writing it down. Having a separate bank account is really useful as well. It limits mixing things up with your personal finances and so I knew I wanted to start that immediately. The next set of things I looked at was technology. What would be the most helpful and how could I set myself up for the future? I knew as soon as I got going, I wasn't going to have the time to research and try out different types of things in the same way I'd be working. Technology changes and adapts, of course, and um, and you can change. You can change your mind. But a quick spreadsheet of top players, of services you want or need can be really useful if you do want to change, if you want to recommend something, or to remind yourself why you chose one service over another. The next thing on my list was was getting some clients and that felt like a really big hurdle, a, a barrier even. I started telling people what I was doing. That that felt like the most natural and easy step to reach out to the people I already knew and, and had a relationship with. And I reframed how I was thinking about it. I was inviting people to work with me rather than selling myself. Some people wanted to work with me and contacted me and that was really, really exciting. I got to pitch for someone I didn't end up working with. I was in regular contact with a few people for quite a long time who were interested but their situations changed and um, I also applied and pitched for a contract. A friend of mine brought me in on some of the projects that they had done that they needed some support with and it was really useful for me to work with someone who had been doing something similar so I could learn from them. Do you know, there's so many routes to find and secure work and it's all valid. Over the year, I've built other aspects of my business too. I've built my website. I've uh, had a go at social media. I've got a domain. I've got a business email and I'm sure there's lots of other things in the back end kind of admin stuff that I've done. I built a whole system on Notion that I love and supports me in running my business. And it's all an ongoing process. In terms of finances, I didn't do it all at the very beginning because I had no money to start off with. So I, I kept it really small. I hadn't saved up any money, actually, a pot of money or, or whatever to be able to start my business. And, and I really believe you can start with very little um, and not having something 
can actually drive you to make it happen. I do want to recognise my own privilege though here. My husband and I were able to live off of his income, which made starting a business a heck of a lot less scary and be able to do it with no financial backing. But even so, I ended up only having one month with no income. Even when I did have some income coming in, I kept my running costs really low as I built things up. I got a buffer in place. I started saving towards the things that I needed to set me up for the long term. So what went well? Well, over the year, I gave myself the space to try new things, to learn, to make mistakes and to change my mind. The first year went as smooth as I could have hoped. But the biggest thing that went well is that I persisted. The The actual fact of not giving up, I think, is something in itself that is an accomplishment and should be celebrated, even though I'm not very good at celebrating that. You know, it's hard to not give up sometimes when things are boring, when things are not going how you thought they would go, or there are other opportunities that seem interesting. And I've had project successes too, but nothing feels quite the same as the success of running your own thing. There are things that didn't go so well as well. I did far too much comparison. I looked at loads of successful people and thought about sleeping less, working more, following their patterns of life, mashing it all together, because surely if I just copied what other people were doing, I would be success. And I did work too much at some points. I put too much pressure on myself. But there are also things that I wish I'd done more of. I wish I'd believed in myself more. Part of me has this belief that I can do anything. But then I will second guess myself as well. And I want to find the best way to do something so that then I don't start until I've done quite a bit of planning and pre-work. And sometimes I don't start at all because I trick myself into thinking that this is not something that I can potentially add value into the world through. It's all this big mind game. And I don't think any of that extra thought is necessary. I think you get to make your business your business. And I wish I'd done more of the stuff that excites me without stopping myself from starting immediately. When it's your business, you have the gift of being able to just go off and do something. I wish I'd done a lot less worrying. It's so easy to worry about pretty much anything. And that's what I want to do less of in year two as well. Worry doesn't add anything to my life. And I think if I worried less, then maybe I'd take a few more of those risks that light me up. So in year two, there's some things that I want to do the same of. I'm in a very different place this year, simply because I am a year into the business. But if I could go back, I would start and follow through on starting Gymrock Consultancy sooner. I learned some really valuable lessons in some of the most recent employed jobs that I had, but I wish I hadn't had to learn those lessons. But a few years ago, starting Gymrock Consultancy felt too risky to me. I was scared and I didn't feel ready. But I don't know if you ever feel ready. I think one day you just decide it's worth jumping. So back to what I think I would like to do differently this year. I want to push myself out of my boundaries more. I want to believe in me, believe in my business, the vision of it much more. I want to encourage other people and I want to build a community of people who want to build their businesses too. I so believe in other people and what they want to build. It is really exciting to me when people talk about what their vision is, what they want to do, and I want to help people get there. And if I can just do a little bit of that, I think it would be so satisfying for me. There are some things that I feel like are mistakes that I make over and over and over. And this week, 
I think it is sleep. My brain is so full of ideas and things to do, client work that I'm thinking about, stuff that's on my to-do list, and it gets to the evening and I have all of these things coming out of my brain and, and sleep can be really hard. And it's so much worse when you throw in travel as well. Rest is so important and sometimes I get it right and other times I totally miss the mark and that's what this week has been like for me. I'd love to share three things I learned in my first year that I wish I'd known when I started and I'd love for you to know too. The first one is that it's actually not as hard as it looks. The second, that there are many right ways. And the third, you don't know what to do until you do it. So I actually think a lot of these things are true across the board, but let's start with the first. It's not as hard as it looks. When I first started, I didn't know what I was doing at all. I did a lot of soul searching and a lot of Googling and then I got stuck in. To begin with, things are really exciting because everything is new and there's lots of stuff you need to do, but there isn't as much red tape as you would think. Registering as self-employed is pretty straightforward. Getting a business bank account is pretty easy. Telling people about your new venture is scary, but actually doing it is, it, the process is really easy. Do you know, I have a post-it note on my desk permanently that says, it's not a big deal because most of the time it's a much bigger deal in my head than it is in reality. And I need to be reminded that it's not a big deal. And there are so many right ways. That's the second point. There are so many ways to do most things. You get to choose which bank to go with. You can choose how to run your finances. You can choose what type of business you want to run. There's so much choice and it means we can all create the business and the life that suits us the most. Obviously, there are limitations and there are things you can do that will lead you to trouble. Don't do anything that's illegal. But in the space of what is right, there is quite a lot of room. And finally, you don't know what to do until you do it. I mean, maybe some people do, but from my experience personally and from talking to other people, that seems to be true across the board. There's two levels of this, though. You don't know about something you've never done before until you do it. It's simply, you know, it's not knowledge. You've not done it before. And then when you are doing it, you might discover that that particular way isn't right for you. For example, you might decide to set up as a self-employed freelancer. You don't know how to do that. You don't know what to do until you start doing it. But as you're doing it, you think, oh, actually, this is, this is not the how for me. This is not the what I want to do. So I'm going to change my mind and register as a company. Or like me, you might decide you're going to do your own taxes and you start off and you um, do all the work to get them to a point ready to fill in your self-assessment form. But then, so you've learned all of that kind of stuff and you've learned what to do in that situation. But then you discover, or I discovered, that I'd much rather spend time on something else and hire an accountant to actually do the work and make sure it's right as well. You know, there's no shame in knowing your limitations and your strengths and then playing to them. Do it, work it out if it's right for you, and then change it if you need to. I want to end by sharing a visual representation of what I think it means to build a business. And that is a jigsaw puzzle. You start by slotting a few pieces together and then you add lots and lots and more and more of other pieces as you go. And it never finishes because you keep adding pieces. 
and you might switch bits out when they don't fit anymore or don't look right with the bigger jigsaw that you've created. And the picture evolves over time and is beautiful at every stage, but in totally different ways. If you find this episode encouraging or helpful, share it with a friend or someone you want to tell that you believe in their dreams. I'd love to hear about your experience if you've been running a business or some questions that you might have about my first year. Drop a comment with your wildest dream and let's back each other. Go and make the future.